Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Lee Flanagan. If you've been on social media, well, even in the last 12 months, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He's the founder of the award-winning Bespoke Financial. So Bespoke Financial, if you didn't know, are the number one protection firm in the UK. And they've coined the phrase, little bricks build big family homes, which is amazing. But it's also great to see that the 100-strong team at Bespoke Financial also buy into that ethos. So we're going to get into that as well, which is going to be amazing. Really looking forward to getting into this one. We're going to discuss how he built his team, how you got the work ethos, how they protect over a thousand families a month. So you heard it right, a thousand every month. And we'll also talk about how they use social media to enhance their brand online. And more importantly, how they build it locally. So I'm really excited to get into this one. Welcome, Lee, to the Social Brokers podcast. Hi, mate. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks. Yourself? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Chris. I'm... Uh... I'm a fan of the show. I love what you do on social. So this is a, I was wondering where, mate, to be honest with you, I was going to say, where's my invite? I was seeing other people. <laughs> got one. I was thinking more favouritism, but yeah, thanks for having me on. <laughs> no, you're on. You're on there, mate. And you've got a podcast as well that you've been working hard on, haven't you? We have, yeah. Called The Little Bricks Podcast. Just finished season one. Really new experience for me. Um, but I enjoyed it. Thank you. Going well, going well. Good. Right. So I wanted to get straight into it because I know you're the kind of guy that doesn't like to mess about. Mm-hmm. Where did Bespoke Financial start then? Okay. Um, I've been in the industry for 11 years, just gone May, um, around year five. The company that I started to combine insurance, went to MetLife, went combine, went bus. I was at MetLife, I, had, I enjoyed four or five fantastic years there, uh, made my way to area manager. We, they changed their full structure. A group of my friends, Oliver, um, Richard Varkoulias and Terry Blackburn and Rachel Lodge had come to prime, had joined Primus. Well, they decided they're going to leave MetLife. We, we shopped around a little bit, um, being young punks, seeing what best deal was. Haggled for an extra percent here and there. I think we were superstars and we knew it all. We didn't, we knew nothing. And we decided the first complete was the best place to come at the time. And we all set our firms up. It took me about seven or eight months to set a firm up because previously I had a lot of problems in my life. It's all self-inflicted through depression, mental illness, um, drugs, drink. I had a house repossessed. Um, luckily by the grace of God I kept my repayments up on that house and the struggle first complete Tony Smith Richard Coulson Bob Scott at the time Vicky Ellis and Sam Howard they worked the hardest and they took a major chance on me to get me through so we got ourselves through Terry come up with a name Bespoke Financial it was Terry's name he brought it up and we met Richard at uh, we'd met every single network me and Terry and we, we met Richard at the A19 Cafe um, like restaurant on it's just like a little a little pub in, bet- in between Middlesbrough and Hartlepool on the A19 motorway we get to there it was Gary Thorpe Bob Scott myself Terry Blackburn and, and in walks Richard Coulson he's the man and he's the industry legend and many people would say probably the greatest of all time um, I get to meet him he susses it out a little bit the week before we had a charity event there right Chris so I'd got the woman who was looking after us she was called Sam a bouquet of flowers just to say thank you I think that you've got to look after everyone from the janitor to the cleaning lady, which my mum's a cleaner at the hospital, all the way up to the CEO. 
I got her some flowers to say thank you. So when she come across the coffees in the room, she went, hey, hey, yeah, you're all right. Gives her a cuddle. And I she went, what are you doing here? I went, I've got a meeting for the day. She went, what for? I went, oh, new job. And she went, all right, good luck. Take him on. He's brilliant. Him has a bit of crack. So at that, Richard went, pour yourself some coffee and have a toilet break. Comes back up. He let me talk for two minutes. He went, I'm going to stop you there. He went, just tell us what number you want and we'll do a deal on it because he he's words where he, he sent to me on me. He thought I was, he thought I could be quite all right at the job. Um, right. He, he said that I just knew I had it. Just off character more than anything. Off character. It was about four years later, he said to me, and my handshake, he said, he went outside and he, <clears throat> he, he asked the, the, the lady, why, why did you say we should give him a job? What's he like? And he just drilled her. Oh. And she went 1 million percent. He's a proper lad. Him. So he went, as soon as she said that, it was done. The deal was done. And, and here we are, me and him have, have grown really close. And <clears throat> yeah, we're now one of, the, one of his leaders of the network. And I'm very proud of that. I love being a promise. We are talking about kind of testimonials before the, the um, podcast started, weren't we? And yeah, we were, yeah. That's that testimonial, um, okay, yeah, you probably would have got the job anyway, but it's definitely, it propelled you into that position where he just turned around and said, yes, it, testimonies are huge in business, aren't they? Well, yeah, but just getting a job, anyone can get a job, or anyone could have got a, a place. I got a relationship. Yeah. I got mentored off the best, and um, it meant a lot to me, and it still does. I've had a lot of help here. I mean, don't forget, I should never got to come by a network. How I got through, I don't know. But they took a chance on me and I could get more money at other networks. We could have went DA. Yeah. I don't forget things like I'm very old fashioned and the people I surround myself with, my team, Michelle, Louise, Darren, Nath, um, Gene, all the leaders with Sophie, our leadership team and all our, our amazing team of advisors and support team. <clears throat> we all run the same and that's why we've got our five core values and I think that's what differentiates us from. And it, it's, it's really refreshing whenever I see any of your social media content, and we'll get onto social media shortly, it's never about your success. It's You never give yourself the merit. It's all about how good your team is. And yeah. that's what I've noticed interviewing people on this podcast, that mm-hmm. the real good leaders are the ones that will always pass the credit onto the team because yeah, they're yeah. the ones that have supported you over the last so many years to get to where you are now, haven't they? Yeah, well, there's no I in bespoke, but also as well, um, I wouldn't know all the awards we've won. I think we've won like 13 national titles wow. in the five or six years we've been going. Like, I wouldn't have won any of them by and myself because I was quite limited. I am limited in a lot of ways, but with all the team with me, I'm a bit of a Swiss Army knife. I've got all the tools needed to go out and, and carry out any task, and I'm surrounded by amazing people. And if you want to, you want to do well quickly, go by yourself. If you want to go far and, and do everything, go with your mates lovely way to think of it but why did you go down kind of the protection route rather than the the mortgage route um well i'm a protection advisor okay. i'm a protection advisor sorry i know i've just asked my sister in the, in the room to turn the fan off uh, my ocd <laughs> my sense is that bad i'm on the spectrum here. my, my sense is that bad i can hear the slightest noise um you can fall asleep in one of these white noise yeah. apps then yeah. uh, right when you're nathan Steele. well let me get this one straight as well right People always talk about who, I seen it at a poll the other day about who's the best in it. And I think Matt Chapman, who's a great lad, got a good shout. Um, I think Matt Coulton got a shout, Oliver Jordan. Nathan Steele's the best in the industry. Make no bones about that. Right. And anyone else says otherwise, they don't know what they're talking about or they're trying to sell you something. Now that 100%. leads me perfectly into... 100% is the best. Champions League. Then talk to us about this Champions League challenge that you're really passionate about at the minute. I am. I am. Well, I watched the weekend. I don't watch football, no. I used to be a footballer a long time ago. I had a bit more hair, a few less pounds. 
And um, <clears throat> yeah, so I used to be a footballer, but I always watch the Champions League because I think it's the pinnacle of one's career. Mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest stage of all. It's a, it's, a, it's a game where you're watching and you're going, I'm watching the best there is right now. In Man City, I know Chelsea won, but you're talking about the elite level, aren't you? That's about the highest it gets. And they do every single year. It's become the most, most important or most watched competition in, I think, all of sports, but certainly within football. And you know you're watching it, so the best is at that time. And you're going to get the odd surprise, like Chelsea winning was a bit of a surprise, but you're more, than, more often than not going to get the best of the best in the final four. But within our industry, you've got all these different networks, a bit like boxing. Boxing is broken, isn't it? Because you've got four world title belts. Each network has someone who they say is the best in the industry. You've got the DA firms who don't put the scores nowhere, but they can go, I'm great, I'm great. And you've got so many people in our industry who are great self-promoters, and, and that's one thing I would give them. They are great self-promoters. And then you've got a lot of people selling coaching. Come and do coaching with me. It's going to cost you this much money. I'll show you how to do this. But they're all still doing the job. Mm-hmm. So let's just have a competition once a year. Each network can, can nominate three firms or five, whatever it is. I'm not in charge, the networks are. Put it in a hat. Let's just do a knockout competition. Who, who, who brings in the most scores, mortgage and protection combined. They can work all out between themselves, people at a higher position than me. And at the end of it, there'll be two firms left and whoever wins during that will be the best firm and we can do it annually, Champions League once a year. Yeah. Instead of people talking the best let's see who actually is the best because i think a lot of consumers as in the advisors in the country the clients the customers in the industry would actually know who the actual best is then mm-hmm. but when people say come and do this for me i'll charge you this and go well why would i they beat you you didn't go in you know that's that's where i feel it would be great for everyone in the industry it's not a straight fight it's not a white collar boxing match it's just a bit of life insurance no one's going to get hurt so i don't know why everyone's shying away from it there only seems to me up for it have you called out? Have you tried to get in touch with a few people? Gary Dustin on Saturday, he replied back. He didn't reply. I'm looking forward to his reply. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be up for it because he's, you know, he's got a big following. He's supposed to be great. He talks a really good game. So let's have a crack then. With all due respect, I respect him. Let's have a crack at it. Let's have a go. And I tagged all of the networks in. Tony Smith for Fritch already told me. Let's have a go. Let's have a blast and see who the best is. And it's to raise money for charity as well, isn't it? Fifty grand for charity. Why not? Let's make it a hundred grand for charity. Yeah, whatever. Let's just see who the best is like, and let's have a go. It's what there's no big deal. Let's just, just do it and see who the best is like. It was the same in our industry when we come in, it wasn't no one was even asked about or overall top firm or top protection firm. But to us, uh, you know, in little old Middlesbrough, we want to win every I want to win the wooden spoon competition, the best looking female. I want to win everything. So, <laughs> like, let's have a crack. It brings out the yeah. competition, it's essential to bring out the best in people as long as it's done in an ethical way with respect. Which this will be. So it's a bit of a challenge to all the networks, a few DA firms. Let's all put our hats in the ring and let's just have a knockout competition, see who's the best. And at the end of it, we'll meet up. We'll have a few beers. I guess I have a few beers, make it a bit of a charity event. And it could be a big thing every year, couldn't it? You know what I mean? You could every year you could all meet up, all the networks, all the advisors, and mm. uh, have a bit of fun with it. So I'll put all these contact details, but if you look up for him on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find him and you can get in contact with him. Now, you've called that obviously out on social media and you are a massive believer in social media to grow the business. But how did it start? What social media platform did you start with? Okay. So when lockdown started in March 2020, um, I was dead against social. I knew it was good for business. I thought it could be useful for business. 
But at that point, I'd, I think I had a LinkedIn channel that I, I maybe did one post a month on. Facebook, I deactivated because I, I, just personal reasons, really. I think I've gone through a few breaks up, lost the plot a couple of times. So I thought I'll come off there hmm. because social media is a bad place when you go for a breakup because you just put loads of random shit up there. So you, you look back and cringe. <laughs> memories, was great. memory photos and those kind of things, yeah. That was great doing that, yeah. So i just come off it all. But Michelle, um, Michelle Carter, she made me go back on. She was like, yeah, you've got to go on. I was like, no, I don't. She went, you need to lead this business and this group of people socially, on social, on social media throughout this full lockdown period. We don't know how long it's going to last. They need a face. They need an identity. They need somebody to shout from there. And maybe me, I'm an addict. So whether it's drugs, whether it's work, whether it's winning, whether it's drink, I have become excessive in social media. Right? I learn everything about it, which I definitely haven't done, but I've learned as much as I can up to now. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, try, I try to get really good at it. We started just... One thing, a few things that were really essential to us on social. I've got a full industry trying to be professional. I'm just trying to be myself. Yeah. And a lot of people put stuff out there for their own benefit. So we would, we try and put our stuff out there that may benefit others. So that was us. We just wanted to be ourselves. I remember the first video session I did, Chris. So I'm still here. Mm-hmm. It was the, literally the day of lockdown last year in March or April. So I'm videoing here and I'm saying to him, so Wonder Films, I don't know if you've met Wonder Films before. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about them as well because I think they're doing a great job. Thank you. They're brilliant. They're one of our our media partners to do all of our video, the film The Underdogs, which is our first documentary. And the season two is coming very soon. So I'm filming this week, or this month, sorry. So I'm sort of talking like that. And Michelle, in the end, I stand behind Chloe with, with the camera. Michelle was stood behind her, and that was the only way they could get me to talk. Because I was going, this is fucking pointless. I want this stupid. This, I want to do this. So in the end, Michelle asked me the question. I, I just imagine I was talking to Michelle. And that's how we filmed the first ones. Oh, right. Fast forward, like, what, 12, 13, 14 months? You can't get me off the thing now, so... Well, that's it. That's why I was really surprised then, because I have I started on LinkedIn probably at a very similar time, and I saw all your videos, and I thought well, you'd been on there for years. So when I asked that question just then, I was expecting you to say you've been doing this for kind of like the last five years, because yeah. you are... Now you're a natural in front of the camera, aren't you? Thank you. I'll just be myself. I'm just being my ass all I do. That's it, is it? What would you say to somebody that is a bit hesitant in doing video because not everybody has to do video really, but what would you say to them if they want to give it a go? Um, speak about things that you're passionate about. Okay. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Ash Borland did a training session for us. He said, keep the videos around 90 seconds. That suits me. Yep. Otherwise, I think you get a bit boring. And um, just be yourself, like, well, you, you prove in, in 12 months, look what you've done with video. Look how much more confident you are. And what have you shot? Probably what, 200 videos, would you thought, over the last 12 months? That's probably this week, that one. Oh, <laughs> I do loads of videos that I don't put live. I'll just video loads of them and just think, oh, I won't use that, I won't do this, I won't put that on. I just do, we don't have enough strategy for content. For content. Mm-hmm. I think social can be, listen, social is like a really intriguing one, isn't it? Because we went through that. We've worked with people, moderate success. Some brilliant people, by the way. But it's about getting the right fit with the right people, isn't it? I think and getting the right relationship, which you've got yeah. with Kim Turner, who's brilliant. I love her stuff, by the way. The little cartoon heads are great. They're, think- they're actually um, weren't from me. It was a guy called Danny Townley on LinkedIn. If anybody likes those, they're amazing. Yeah, they're great. Well, I thought, like, we went through a strategy stage with social. That one for me. I'm very up and down in my ways. I can be... If I, I'm like the Grand Old Duke of York. If I'm up, I'm up, and everyone's with me. But if I'm down, 
stay awake because I'll depress the life out here and I'll be really edgy and, and quite moody all day. But so when I go on there, I'm just myself. I'm having a bad day. I'll say I've had a bad day. If I swear, I swear. Yeah. If I think it's, if I think something, I'll say it. And it is, in my opinion, my change tomorrow is what it is. So but I think a lot of people can, it's real, isn't it? I th- and the thing is, the difference between when we can do, when you're walking back in somebody's house and talking to them about protection, you're exactly the same as you are, you video on social. There'd be nothing more annoying than having this huge character on social media than when you get in their living room that you don't actually speak to them. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think he's always really good about this as well. This is what someone told me at the weekend, so I'm going to repeat what he said, but it was in my mind, right? We're, I think we're the best firm in the country, in the UK. I don't even think it's even in question at this point, the group of people I work with. However, until we have, until they all sign up for the Champions League, I guess that'll just be a debate that rumbles on. But we're ready, we're ready to start today, just to be clear on it. Um, but because I'm there, and part of that group is that is one of the best in the UK, certainly one of the biggest. I'm, I'm a leader of that group. It's my job title. I'm a lead bespoker. Mm-hmm. If I go on there and say, I'm having a bad day, I've suffered mental health, drugs, drink, debt, struggle, self-confidence, struggle with not living with my kids is something that I really is a really hard thing for me. If I say all these things, then you know what? A one-man band or somebody just joined the industry will go, oh, fucking hell. I feel like I can relate to that because I feel exactly the same. But when yeah. you get someone on there saying it's all brilliant, it's easy, this is a three-step guide. There's no step guide to being a millionaire. There's no step guide to being successful in this industry. It's hard fucking work. Simple as that. An overnight 11-year success story. So they're full of shit. That's yeah. why... Overnight success story is always a funny one, isn't it? For people to say that they're overnight success, but it's taken 11 years to get there. Easy fast, I've got to be a success. Yeah, so you, you share pretty much everything on social then, don't you? You yep. talk, you, you upload photos of your kids, you upload yep. photos of the team, everything. So it doesn't always have to be serious, does it? And I'm interested to say you don't have a strategy with social media, but do you have set topics that you talk about every month? No, you just go for it and, and add a little bit. No, no. So what we I say we don't have a strategy. We'll stick our strategy. We say for the team: motivation Monday, yep. positive magical Monday, testimonial Tuesday, yeah, um, affiliate Wednesday, local businesses who you do business with, promote yep. them. Boomerang, what goes around comes around. Thursday, savings day, thankful Friday. We're very big on gratitude at Bespoke because we believe in the law of attraction and living a, a life of significance. Sports or social Saturdays. And that's it. So that's a, that's a very loose guide. The rest of it, we never, ever... I tried to plan, Chris. So what I do is, I think most people will, will do this. I was talking to my good friend, Joanna Streams from Velvet, one of, the, one of the best in the industry, great person as well. And stop trying to be fucking Steven Spielberg. Everyone does one video and they think, right, what I'm going to do is, I'll walk in, I'll trip over, and I'll get like a speech ball come up on our life... And we'll think about the funniest little uh, meme. What are they called memes or what they call them things? Yeah, memes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So the sorry, a forty-year-old. So they'll do a <laughs> meme or they'll think of a funny. And after it, I'll think I'll do this and I'll put this video out. Bang! That'll be the one that cat. It'll go viral. I'll be number one. I'll make loads of sales. And then you put it out there and you get one like and you think, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you can't predict it, can you? You can never predict social media. So what you can predict is being consistent and just do- instead of being a creator, just document instead. So we don't create. I just document instead now. That's a great way of looking at it. It's, I was just about to say, as long as you're consistent, it doesn't matter what content you put out there. If you if you put out 10 posts, one of them could go viral. If you put one out, it's never really going to go viral, is it? Never. What, what percentage of your leads would you say come through social now then? Really interesting one. Our before business is built on referrals. We don't buy leads. Cool. I don't like call centers. I think I've made that really clear. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't rate them. I don't rate the people that run them. And I don't like lead lead uh, generators either. I think they're full of shit. It's vultures of the industry. I think call centers within themselves. There's one, one a big one, Cream, in our industry. I know Cy Smith is a lovely fella, but I just don't rate call centers. I rate the people in them. Some brilliant advisors, some shocking ones as well. But some of the best advisors you'll ever get will be from call centers. But I think that they're a scourge upon our industry. And I don't think they should be allowed to be around. So are these people that are selling life insurance over the phone, they're not meeting the clients face-to-face? Not in the call centers are full of shifts. They shouldn't be around. The people that work in them, this, honestly, they've got to be highly skilled. So we took four or five on a few years ago. And it was one of the best decisions we ever made because the product knowledge was unbelievable. They're exceptional upon the phones. They're hungry. They've got the desire. But the cage tigers, once you let, set them free, they can go roaming and hunting by themselves. They're excellent if you show them how to do it. But I'm not a fan of call centers. I don't like them. I wish the industry would get rid of them. Because they're just wrong on every single level. Shit, they don't. Very 90s, isn't it? Well, they've never done our job. So how can they ever? I've come up the hard way, right? So wherever I am, I've earned my stripes. So whether people like me, think I'm annoying, they think I'm bald, whatever it may be, right? I've come up the hard way and I've earned my stripes. So I've done all, I've knocked on every door. I've, dri- I've driven two hours to a house for someone to say, I forgot you were coming. Can you do it next Wednesday? I've had clawbacks. I've had a mortgage advisor who can't sell life insurance, which 90% of them can't sell life insurance. I've had my plans clawed back like that. So I've done every single up and down, every emotion in this injury I've been through. But I don't believe call centers should be around. I think, I just think it's a really damaging bad way to do business. They give the full industry a really bad rep. And, um, you know, you know, when you talk about life insurance, there you had to do the door knocking and you went through yeah. all of that to get to where you are. Can you mm. teach, do you think you can teach that someone or have they got to go through that themselves? Um, well, you can teach them as part of that journey. So we don't take very, very rarely we'll take someone on from the industry, Chris. We take on non industry people. But you look at our track record, we've took in, we're touching across the T side and the Newcastle branches, which obviously we're one team now, almost 100 advisors. Mm-hmm. We take people on from non-industry and we give them the tools and the blueprint and the proven track record uh, to be successful in this industry. To prove that, that is, the better, so Yeah, so better people from the industry, are, outside the industry, are far better students than what people in the industry are. And is that, have you taken people on in the industry before and it's not so much failed, but you haven't got the results that you wanted to? Correct, yeah. Yeah, and that's why you always... At what stage... Because I'm speaking to a lot of people and I talk about it a lot on this podcast when they wonder they might be a one man band at the moment, a one woman band, or they've got a couple of them and they want to expand. Do you get the leads first, then hire, or do you hire, then create the leads for them? Okay. You show them none. You show them how it gets. Sorry, we're being awkward with that one. You show, what you, do is you show them a process and a blueprint and you show them how to do the job. So when you come into the job, you show, you show a person coming in, right? I will say to them, there's four main points to being an advisor, a successful one. You've got to be able to make a call. That's now turning to got got to be able to make contact because a lot of us through Messenger or social media, but you've got to know how to message properly, when to message, what time, the frequency, the delivery of them, the key points you should be putting in there, et cetera. Second one is the appointment itself and the close. So protection advisors got to be doing a one-part appointment within 20 minutes to half an hour. The third part's getting referrals of every single person you come across. I'll turn them into an introduced fair. The fourth part, run your own social media account. Now, there's a lot of other things there, like what does your diary look like? What's your mindset like? What's your product knowledge like? Um, how to run your money? Um, loads of other things, right? But they're an afterthought. If you get them four things right, you'll always make money. The rest of it you can teach to be really good. 
And when you bring people from non-industry, they've got a need and agreed. So the, the ball's deep and straight away and they're ready to go. That's really interesting. You saying one of the points on there was about how to message people on social media. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many sales training courses out there about how to sell face-to-face, how yeah. to sell over the phone, but I've never actually seen one how to sell over social media messenger. That's a, yeah. it's a huge thing. What time you message them that you don't yeah. annoy them with 20 mm-hmm. messages a day. I'll, I'll be cautious of all them trainers as well. I'll, half of them are full of shit. <laughs> but which of the greats they should have great scores themselves, shouldn't they? Like yeah. Put, post, I want a post up challenge to go with the Champions League line. Let's put a post up challenge. If you're a trainer and a coach, post your scores. You should be yeah. great. I spoke about this on LinkedIn saying that I was looking mm-hmm. for a kind of somebody to help with the business. Mm. I wanted somebody that had done it. Yeah, It's hard. It's very hard to have. I think the question I posed is, can you be a coach in an industry if you've never been an expert in that industry? Well, you can in financial services. You can be one and make a lot of money because there's loads of people doing it. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? I think they're only regulated by the networks. The networks need to have a little bit of a look at it since I said, are they good? Are this good? Is that good? And then they will start having a look around it. And it's too easy just to go out, out sometimes and go, like, I, I massively, wholeheartedly, there are some brilliant coaches, by the way, some phenomenal social media companies, some great HR companies. Um, I can think of some great admin services as well. Tamed and, you know, great others. So there's some fantastic, and they're definitely, I believe, in outsourcing and going into collaboration with people and outsourcing what you're not good at. It's the old dentist and assistant scenario, right? Have an assistant, she'll pick up your sales phone, do all the other stuff, then you can double the amount of customers, you see. Yeah. So I believe in it. But I think you've got to be cautious with what you say on social. I think you've got to be cautious with what you believe. And um, I think the networks get paid a lot of money, get paid a fortune, they take a big percentage, right? Do the math on how much they're taking, how much they're making, right? But I think they've got an obligation, and I'm one that does this very, very well, the best. Let's regulate these people and see what are they bringing, what are they doing. Like, what you know, have you got for us? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Wh- uh, why would you put this person in front of us? What have they done to get the blue tick? So, yeah. for example, there's a lot of due diligence goes into what providers they use, but it should be the same as to, if you want to get to social media. We send this six people are excellent because these results and these firms work with them. Let's meet them. There's a platform. Go and promote yourself, guys. It should be the same process. And that's probably what you did with with Wonder Films, because what mm. I saw from Wonder Films is they created amazing videos, and obviously mm. you you then hired them to do the Underdog series, and you're yeah. doing all video. Can you talk us through the Underdog series and what that entailed? Yeah, I remember the meeting, me and Michelle, and me and Michelle had met him across the road, uh, William Senior, one of our advisors. He doesn't advise normal now because he was diagnosed with MS. Um, great guy, brilliant dad. He just opened his own brewery, so oh, nice. lovely fella, the nicest man you could ever meet. So we're having a meeting across the road. And he said, oh, look, Wonder Films have asked about us. They specifically said they'd love to work with us. Can I do the intro? And we went, yeah, we'll meet them. So we met Clover. And um, we weren't big on media at the time. We weren't big on video, certainly. So we were like, Crazy yeah, to think that now, considering as soon as I think of bespoke, I think video. Like It's like you've yeah. been around for 20 years doing video. Do you know what I mean? It's only been 12 months. Sorry to interrupt. No, don't be sorry. Oh. Well, imagine if all the teams did this, because that's, that's a nagging point of mine. So I'll say Michelle, Sophie, Louise, Darren, Cheryl. Nathan, have you seen Nathan? You know, he looks like Ivan Drago. He's, he's a stallion <laughs> of a man. He doesn't do videos like having a Porsche and parking up in the garage all year. Yeah. Waste of time. Some of the characters, Brad Rathbone, the number one advisor in all the UK. They get Oliver Jordan and all that talk. Nonsense. He's the number one in the UK. The, the figures back it up. Simple as that. So he's the best advisor in the UK. Hasn't done one video. 
Aaron, my brother, the funniest, most charismatic, lovable person I've ever met. Never done a video. Why? Helen Gorman, the funniest person won't do a video. So thanks for putting this out there, because I'm going to be pebbling all their shoes to say, start doing fucking videos. Like, what's wrong with them all? So imagine if the all did videos, where we'd be? Anyway, yeah. back to the Wonder Films. It goes across the road. We made some of ourselves like, yeah, we like it, but we just, we've just got nothing to video at the minute. And then we, we had another meeting. And I said, I've got an idea. I'd watched the Defiant ones on Netflix, mm -hmm. Dr. Dre and Eminem, and the Jimmy Iovine story. And it just blew me away. And a lot of that meeting, um, when Jimmy Iovine and, and Dr. Dre, their journey, the innovator and the levitator, that's me and Michelle. And then you'll talk about when Eminem met Dr. Dre. That reminds me of when I met Nathan. I just went straight away. Yeah, he's got it. And then when Richard, me and Richard met, and Richard, he just knew there was something with me. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. We thought, let's let's document our story. And that was about as much as what we had. Within a week, we'd agreed, we'd shook hands, and we said, like, let's start filming. And I think Wanda would say themselves going into it. We had it all filmed and wrapped up within four weeks after that one meeting. Oh, wicked. Everything happens here overnight. Everything's a million mile an hour. There's no time to rest or take a breather. So season two will be brilliant because it'll be a lot more, there's a lot more time for reflection upon it. There's so many stories happening off since then. And like social media with a video, life will do the work for you. So yeah. there's no need to be a new comedian. You don't have to tell this sub story and try and think, be so, just, just, just document life because life's interesting enough and people will relate to that because they're going through the same things. So I'm excited for what happens this year. Wonderful. Yeah. Without a doubt, have played a massive part of our journey. Yeah, they're class. And I like the way that they've cropped up some of the videos. I think it was, maybe was it, there was a uh, like a clip of you kind of looking up into the air and it was kind of what to do this weekend. And they just, they repurpose your images really well. That's what I like seeing. I like seeing I the human yeah. element of it. Well, I, on that one, mate, I'm not being a tit either. Just a correction, because you would think it was them. They didn't actually do that one. That was viral effective did that one. But I do get what you're saying. They've done so many mini croppers. They're probably responsible for 89% of our videos. And the people working at the minute viral effect, they did that one, to be fair. So it's always important to be honest and give credit where credit's due. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, you're big on the video. You're big on getting your face out there. But I like to speak to people about how you need to connect with local businesses on social yeah. media. And Sean Rogers from the Mortgage Broker Club last week said, don't yeah. just drop a post and leave. What you've got to do is drop a post and then engage with the people that are engaging with it. How do you use social to connect with local businesses in that aspect? Well, you've got to be in touch with your environment because that's your custom, that's your bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah. I think too often in our industry, people will be London mad. Okay. Well, I mean, let's get into the London market. Right. Well, the London brokers are very weak anyway. London brokers are weak as a whole. Very, very weak advices. They're very limited. They're very lucky to be in London where there's big premiums and big mortgages. And I think they understand that. The best brokers are in the north, guaranteed. And that's the Champions League. That's go and do yeah. the Champions League if you disagree with Lee. <laughs> Any of them can. Like I'm not that hard to find. I'm on social every day, so they can contact me. Like I say, it's not a street fight. Just selling insurance. Let's have a bit of a crack and see who the best is. Yeah. But they are. They're, they're not that great. London brokers. There's some brilliant ones, legends like John Morris and Nova Whitehead. I probably struggle after that, but there you go. Um, and, so they are the way. and then so you're really big on this local aspect aren't locality you? is important because they're your bread and butter you've got to connect with your locality but more than anything be proud of where you people so many people listen let's break into this market let's go national well why don't we just go local first and then see where that takes us because this marketplace be a celebrity within your area be a celebrity within your workplace be a, be a celebrity within your workspace and i'm not being a celebrity where you wear shades all the time and you walk in a pub and everyone takes a picture of you i'm not about be known for what you do be known as the insurance man, be known as the mortgage guy. You know, 
And um, I think there's, too, there's not enough emphasis upon that one. And showing respect to your locality. But more than that, you know, mate, that's not a strategy. That's not a strategy. That's, that's me being me. You cut me open, I'll, I'll bleed Middlesbrough red. But every time we win an award, we take a Middlesbrough flag and we wrap it above our head. And I don't care where we are. If we're primus dudes, we, we lift it, we, we raise it aloft. We're the Irish of, of the UK. And everywhere we go, we'll take a Borough flag with us. And um, we're very, very proud to represent Middlesbrough. And Middlesbrough is now the capital of financial services, end of. And until someone wants to take us on, it will remain that. And you are big on that. You sponsor local events, don't you? You spoke yeah. to sponsor local teams. It's it's all about being, as you said, a local celebrity. Not just, yes, it's in, in insurance, but being the local businessman that, that supports the local area. doesn't matter what business you're in. I mean, you'd yeah. probably love to connect up with somebody that runs... I don't know, uh, local, uh, do, do you deal with local estate agents or things like that? Is anybody as passionate about estate agencies as you are with FS? We've tried with estate agents. Um, we had a good relationship. That sort of petered out and they went their own way. Um, but, I mean, whether it's estate agents, I'm doing, I'm doing a post today for a, a fantastic young man. We did a car out for us at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think it's just important to support your local area. Keep 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 it in in the local area. And no strategy behind it. It's just me being a borough lad, and, yeah. and I, be, I believe in Middlesbrough, and I believe in the people in Middlesbrough, and that's what we do. If one of us goes to war, we're all at war. Social media, then, obviously huge mm. on it. You do lots of stuff on there. But if mm. a parent came to you and said, "Social media is the root of all evil. I need to keep mm. my children off it," what what would your answer be? Well, I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. I've got beautiful children, Honey, Bailey, and Kit. Um, I would understand what they're saying. Okay. My daughter, honey, she's not into social media. She refuses point blank to go on there. She won't even have WhatsApp. So I think social media is a reality of the times. It's certainly not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So whether the parent thinks that or not is, there's a lot of things in life I don't agree with. I don't want my children near, mm-hmm. but they're a reality of society right now in the time that we live in. So I think it's important that we educate them and give them the tools needed to be able to, to, to handle it or deal with whatever comes through social. And do you think a business could survive without a social media in this day and age? Maybe, but it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't strive. Wouldn't strive. Yeah, it just kind of tick over. It's just interesting to hear your. Maybe, maybe, but it wouldn't strive. No. Yeah, it depends what your expectations and what your what your aspirations are for your business, doesn't you? How big you want it to be? How big your business is? How many staff do you have? If you want to really all sing and all dance on a team, you want to really achieve things and be one of the best within your industry. You definitely because social media to get remember Grand Cardone saying it's a gift from the gods. It's a free gift from the gods to market his business. Instead of having to pay thousands of pounds every week for leaflet drops, that'll probably I'll have a five percent reach or raise, and then less take up on it. We can go like that, click of our fingers and get thousands of people to watch. How how blessed are we? There's never been another time in history you can do us. So no. And even with I'm I'm not massive on paid adverts, but I've just helped um, a letting agent with some advertising yeah. on Facebook. Mm. They spent 10 quid and they got 12 link, uh, 12 oh. clicks through to their website for this property they had for, for rent. Mm. You never spend 10 quid to get 12 people to visit your website. And that's that's quite a high spend. Just it is. Yeah, I totally agree. There's a better way to do that. So referrals for us. So we, we build off our referrals. So very quickly, if anyone's going to try and get referrals of people at the end of the sale, the first appointment, say to your client, just say, look, show a bit of vulnerability. I need some help. I'm self-employed. I'm looking at people to speak to really good people, people like yourself. So we're going to do four boxes, split the screen in half, in half, into four quarters, sorry. 
First one, can I just get three family members who are just like you? People who are parents, people who are homeowners, people you think would like to leave something for their family and give them a message. Let them know I'm going to call them. When I call them, they'll either say, yeah, I'd like a free review or no, it's okay. I'll respect that and put the phone down. Would that be okay? And for each one, I'll get you a bottle of wine. I'll give you whatever it is in vouchers, whatever, whichever way we go. The next one, say three of your friends. The next one, say three of your colleagues. The next one, say three people you went to school with or three bald people or whatever it may be. Self-employed people or shore workers, whatever. So ask for help like that. Ask them to send a message out, a broadcast list message to all of them to say Lee's going to give you a call. He's a good lad. Even write the message out for them and ask the client to send it out. But then ask your client, do, can you do us a favour as well? Just to raise awareness for these 12 people and anyone else. Would you put a post on social, just recommend my services? Not war and peace, not just make it sound like Lee's come around. He's a sound lad, like it's used talking, bang, and we get all of our referrals from there. So of each client, we'll get at least 10 referrals. That's exactly it. Every client should get a post on social and at least 10 numbers. That's gold, that. That That is huge. So that's what you do at the end of it. And th- thanks for sharing that, because that's a massive thing for people. Like People would pay thousands for what you've just given there. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. That's that's what. There's a lot more in depth than that. There's other, that's one te- technique we've got. There's so many more, but that's that's all advisors in this industry should have that basic skill level. I did a poll last week about referrals or buying ads or whatever else, mm-hmm. and so many people were, were saying buy leads, put stuff on social, put stuff on social is getting referrals if you do it properly. Mm-hmm. If you've got two channels to social, you've got the right hand side, you've got the left hand side. The right hand side, right, is daily consistent content you're going to put out. Your family, who you are as a person, your beliefs, your sporting interests, um, what you've been doing at work, who you work with, what that company's values are, the locality, your area, you, etc. Just document, 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 yeah. document, document. The left-hand side is the magic ingredient. If you sprinkle a bit of that magic dust, it'll go pop. And that is client testimonials, not Google testimonials, because no clients are not going Google testimonials. They're going, if you want a Chinese takeaway, now you go on social media. If you want to know where to go on holiday, you go on social media. I seen a post the other week, someone was asking on social media what to give up for Lent. So like... <laughs> In these re- these like, recommendation groups are huge, aren't they, as well? These local recommendation groups. They are. They are we've never tried that one, so it would be unfair of me okay. to go out. I, I couldn't comment on something I've never tried. But I know that if I said to you, do us a favor, please, mate, just put a quick post on social saying, I'd lay around, save me a fortune in my life, and show you a great lad. Bang. If you put that post on mine and tag in five or six of your friends, tag in five or six year friends, as well as me getting the referrals, I will guarantee I'll make two or three, I'll protect two or three more people of you just for that alone. And the follow-up, what you were saying the other week about someone coming back, Sean, what's he called? I spoke to Sean before, Sean Rogers. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that podcast, spoke to him in last summer, nice fella. The follow-up's important, so you get, you get some, you get one post of him, you get some leads, go back, get in the voucher, get in the bottle of wine, say thank you, get a little picture, put that on social media, ask them to do another post and tag more people in. That's where your value is. Your repeat business, your client base. That's always leads us perfect into the strategy question because I think we've we've covered a lot of it here. But you might be able to give us a few more nuggets. If, yeah. Say if you were relocated to the very north of Scotland and you had your laptop, mobile phone, and internet yeah. connection, what would mm-hmm. you do to start generating leads? Then starting from scratch. Straight away, mate. You could put me in Mozambique in Jurassic Park, and I'd still be the top salesperson there. I, I guarantee it because I've come up the hard way and I've got all the tools needed because my experiences and my behaviours to last there. So straight away, you, uh, you'd you write down all the names and numbers that you have or all the places or places of influence you could go to. So sports teams is a good one. So you'd go to a sports team because every area has sports teams. You go and see the person of influence there, the captain, the manager. My name's Lee. 
sell life insurance, critical. But also do income protection, fracture benefit. Can I speak to all that before training, please? Have a bit of a chat with them. Do you want any other teams in the area? And go and speak. Ladies teams, etc., etc. Social media. I'd go and see uh, the, the baker, the plumber. I'd ring all the vans in the area. Van drops. Hiya, mate. You know, I'm looking to speak to self-employed. What, what job you're on? I'll come and see you now. And I'd just, and I'd just go old school. Go caveman. There's nothing wrong with old caveman style activities. Because in two years' time, there won't be new people to you. They'll have introduced you to so what they'll do is they'll let you in the garden for a barbecue. They'll take all the names in the barbecue. Then you ring all them, then they'll let you in there, Bobby, and it'll go from there, the Facebook effect. But you've got to start, dream big, but aim low. So I would list all the percent of influence. Sport would probably be the main one, because sport's going to be an opportunity for me to get to, get to speak to 15, 20 people in one shot, and I'll start with sports. I'm not trying to sell sports cover. I just speak to a team of 15 to 20 people. Notoriously, they'll have some self-employed, some parents, some homeowners. I'll speak to all of them. I'll ask them for referrals, and I'll go from there. You know what's interesting there? You've not mentioned social media once, really. Mm, it's yeah. all about getting out there. And I read a post recently about yeah. if you want to be a top salesman, you've got to get off the sofa and make calls. That's exactly what you just spoke about there, isn't it? That was mine on Saturday, actually. Yeah, that, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw your video was you've got to get off the sofa and start well, selling. Calls, are in, calls are an interesting one because all the posts I see about, let's do this and let's do that. Let's... Until you can make a phone call, you're wasting everyone's time. You've got to be able to make a phone call. And the phone call is simple, an intro, the reason who you are, where you're from, reason you're calling, barely give me your number, just in the life insurance. I'd look for a free review. She thinks she's meet up for me or have a chat. Are you free on Monday or Tuesday? Close. Intro, reason, close. And you've got to do them on a Friday night, Saturday morning, to set up next week's appointments. Uh, and you walk into the week with, with, with a diary full. Do you say Friday afternoons or Saturdays? For Saturday morning. Friday afternoon, stroke evening, Saturday morning. Got Any to... particular reason for that? Well, yeah, it's the end of the week. Next week seems a million miles away. We've had a long week, so we're a bit tired, so you catch them on the off. Um, manana, manana. We all do it. We'll go, yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Yeah, come yeah. on next week. That's it, right? They've got the full weekend. They'll probably forget about you anyway. You're planning your diary for a week. You do Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. You go top heavy at the beginning of the week because you get loads of cancellations. You can slot them at the end of the week for next week, this is. And everyone has that Friday feeling. Everyone's in, in a good mood. And everyone's at home on Friday afternoons or in the evenings or doing something with the family. They're not at work. So common sense would tell you to, or, listen, 11, yeah, 11 years experience would tell me to make the calls then. Yeah, that's been an estate agency. I always used to love phoning people on a Friday afternoon and trying to sell houses because the, the company would try and make you do it on a Wednesday and everyone's busy during the week. You speak to them on a Friday afternoon and they say yes to everything because they're a lot more open to things. And it's not saying yes in a bad way. It's just people are a lot more receptive to your ideas on a Friday, I find. 100% yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, Friday's the first day of the week. So That's you how you say it's 100% you check out your scores. So a great advisor at Bespoke would be, this is why, how I would run my day when I was going, you come in, fast start Monday. You've got to start fast on Monday. We do training, team training, Monday motivation. Set your diary out. Read your affirmations out loud. I do a post-mortem of last week. Post-mortem yeah. is so important. What you, what you want to have, what you learned. We're not learning is very important. Have a look, see what you're going to do. You've got to protect two families on a Monday. You've got to get some positivity, get some testimonials put on social media. Same on Tuesday, same on Wednesday, same on Thursday. Rack up all your social media content, all your testimonials on there. Gather all your referrals. Check out on the Friday. Make all your phone calls. On a Saturday, finish your calls off if you didn't book enough in. Go and see a sports team or two sports teams. I'm going to see two games on Saturdays. Right, two different games. That's mm. four teams. I could potentially speak to 60 lads. Wow. And just say, hi, my name's Lee, in the dressing room. I won't keep this too long. You've got a game. Um, good luck today. 
break a leg, but I'm bunch. But basically, I want, I, I want to speak about life insurance, critical illness, income protection, who's self-employed, I need to speak to you. Who's got a home, I need to talk to you. Who's got insurances? Yeah, I've got it, I've already got it. Yeah, brilliant, I'm glad you've got it. I need to speak to you, save, save you some money. Would you all be interested in getting six grand if you've got a fracture? Because someone this season, st statistically, will break a leg. Yeah. Should I speak? 60 numbers, even if I'm bad on the phones, which I'm not, I'm going to make sales there. And then I'll get them to put referrals on, give me some names and numbers of other people you play. And that's how you should be running your diary. And do you see every Saturday, do you see six different teams, or, sorry, four different teams, or do you go and, and repeat and go and chat to people every week? Well, I don't sell them. I haven't sold for like two years now. If, oh, I was in my peak, if I was in my peak, Darren Rawson did that, Nathan Seal did that. Uh, George Galloway, when he worked here, he did the same thing. Sports teams are an absolute uh, um, infinite well of contacts that you can go and see. It's a great place. It's a community. You yeah. want to get into communities, right? Yeah. Fantastic arena to go. And they'll be receptive towards you going there and saying, I want to help you out, lads. I'll put a bit of money in the players' pool. Let me build a relationship with you. Most Saturdays play on Sundays. That's a different market altogether. Hmm. It's just a community of people that we can go and speak to. It's a no-brainer. I never thought of that. You'd have 11 people in a room. Where else, where else are you going to have coaches. that? Yeah, 15 yeah. 20 because the subs are coaches as well, remember, Chris? So there's more than that. But yet in the room, just very quickly, who's self-employed? You're going to get a few of that. Who's parents? A few of that. Who's got insurance? A few of that. So you'll probably get at least half of them put their hand up. I need to speak to all of you. Mate, that, that's probably one of the best tips I've heard there. That's awesome. Mate, that's great. Thank you very much for answering that question. A few people will probably take a lot away from that um, and really try and up their sales, which is class. I think that's going to wrap it up for you. That's awesome, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, now, I asked you before the podcast, a charity that's close to your heart, as I'll donate £10 to say thank you for, for coming on. Which charity do you want to make the donation to? I'll double it then, Mercy, obviously, because you've been a gentleman. I'd like to say thank you for the opportunity for coming on. Awesome. I love your stuff. It's great that you speak to real brokers and real people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, congratulations. have been there and done it, because it's, it's very easy for me to say to you, how yeah. do you start a new business? But actually, you've been there and done it. Those are the type of the people that I like to speak to. How you do it is you make loads of fucking mistakes and you learn from them. Yeah. You've got the humility to work from them and you surround yourself with people who are better at certain things than what you are. And I, I've definitely made more mistakes than anybody in the industry, but I try and make one fuck up a day. If do I make you... one big fuck up a day, I'm miles better tomorrow. Awesome. And, and your inbox is always open, isn't it? Speak to people. Always, yeah. I'm always available. I always try and reply to every single comment because that's important. You show people are going to willing it to comment on your post. I hate when people just like my post. If someone likes a comment, I think you ignorant bastard. Like, it took you two seconds to reply. Yeah. So, yeah, my inbox always open. Um, yeah, congratulations and everything. We'll go, we, we wore orange last week as Sophie Townsend, who was the director of Bespoke Health. A wonderful lady. Good friend of mine. Uh, her daughter. Isla suffers with Pride of Willie syndrome. So, we all wore orange to raise awareness for Pride of Willie. Um, and that's a wonderful person. So, so one of the amazing people I work with, strong females, strong females I work with, Francis, my partner, um, my sister Louise, Michelle. Michelle's the most important person in Bespoke Financial. Oh. Claire Lambert up in Newcastle, Janice Whitmore in Newcastle, Hayley Little, the number one advi female advisor in the UK. Go and check them out. Go and get connected. The on Sarah Coleman, Helen Gorman. I, you know, I work with some wonderful people. I'm totally blessed. Awesome, mate. Lovely way to finish it. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it, Lou. A wonderful day, mate. God bless you. Take Thanks, care, mate. mate. God bless. Bye-bye. So, thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. 
We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.